Now I know the issue of bees and saving our poor bee population, which has come under so much um, decimation over the years, has been something you've talked to me about over the years. Tell me now what's going on with that this week. So this week in the European Parliament here in Strasbourg, there's going to be a debate on uh, the um, Citizens' Initiative uh, on reducing the impact of pesticides on pollinators such as bees. And uh, the problem is that we're seeing... Uh, month after month reports coming out telling us about the decline in biodiversity and uh, and pollinators and bees uh, particularly uh, and the impacts of of intensive farming of uh, the use of, of herbicides pesticides on uh, bee and pollinator populations so the beautiful thing is that more than one million uh, European citizens signed a petition to call on the European Union to actually take action and to come uh, to come up with legislation to actually uh, reduce the amount of pesticides that um, are allowed to be used um, and also uh, to cut out uh, a particular type of chemical, what they call synthetic chemicals, these neonicotinoids and the glyphosates. Um, and the neonics are no, that's the kind of the, the shorthand for the neonicotinoids. We know from reports that these are having a huge impact on pollinators. More than 10,000 Irish people signed that petition. So there's a real interest in Ireland uh, that we move towards sustainable farming, that we uh, move to increase uh, biodiversity. Um, And that's why this petition uh, has teeth, has effect. Um, And uh, that these petitions, I would encourage people that when they see these uh, online petitions to sign them, because once you get to one million citizens uh, signing, then uh, the EU has to take action. But hasn't the EU taken action on this over the years? Haven't there been several resolutions, several directives on the use of damaging pesticides? There have been, but nothing is legally binding. So the European Green Deal, the uh, Farm to Fork strategy, the biodiversity strategy, they are all calling on the EU to, to now legislate. So to make it binding that we that all the member states, 27 member states, actually will be compelled to uh, reduce um, their input uh, of of these uh, synthetic pesticides to to the soil and to the land and to which impact as I said on the pollinators but also on the quality of our food um, and also what we're waiting for now uh, coming down the line in June is a new legislation from uh, the European Commission uh, which is uh, called uh, healthy soil uh, legislation so uh, so far we have no legislation in the EU governing healthy soil so this is part of the eighth environment action program I was involved in at the the start of this mandate 2019 um, uh, which put whereby I put pressure on the European Commission to uh, bring forward this legislation everything seems to take time um, you know we see it in all the legislation but in terms of uh, the declining uh, biodiversity species the bees uh, the pollinators um, you know without a doubt action has to be taken Tell me how damaging has have those pesticides and that level of devastation been on the bee population, for example, in Ireland? Well, we saw uh, a recent report, something like 50% decline in, in biodiversity, in, in uh, species, different species. So that's like across the board. Um, so I know there is particular concern about the bees um, and, and the numbers of bees that are, are declining. And we're hearing that from the Bee Federation of Ireland. We're hearing from uh, other uh, organisations and stakeholders who have an interest in uh, maintaining 
and supporting good bee populations. And I mean, even in a country like Ireland where, you know, honey is a, a, a product, uh, good Irish honey is, is more than just a food. It's like a medicine. Um, and that's why, uh, you know, it's, it's really important that bees are protected uh, uh, not only for biodiversity and for pollinator, but also uh, for food. Um, yeah, and uh, it's just something that, uh, you know, uh, if we are using these chemicals that we know that are damaging populations, then, uh, you know, it is without a doubt we have to legislate to change that. Um, but what about from the perspective of the farmers, Grace? Because, of course, they would argue that, you know, they need strong fertilizers, pesticides, whatever it may be, to ensure their crops grow, that pests stay away. So how do you marry the desire, obviously, to protect our bee population while at the same time understanding the realities of modern day farming? Yeah, well, I think the actual, the war in Ukraine brought home really uh, the issue of uh, the price uh, the economics of uh, farmers in Ireland importing uh, fertilizers from uh, countries like Ukraine, and and the difficulties they face now. So there, you know, there is it is challenging, but I suppose the emphasis of the European Green Deal is to put uh, to put the money where uh, our mouths are, uh, and actually come up with um, uh, uh, solutions. Uh, and uh, supports for farmers to make sure that they don't have to to keep uh, increasing or maintaining the amount of uh, inputs they're putting at the moment and also to look at uh, solutions, natural me- methods so that we genuinely start to work towards sustainable farming that also supports the farmer and the farm family and that we move away from intensive uh, industrial farming that's actually uh, causing uh, a, a climate change causing biodiversity decline, causing water pollution, and that's actually overall more dam- damaging than it's worth.